Hey everyone, it's Andy and Phil. We're your co-hosts for the Burning Creative Podcast. For those of you who don't know us, we're the partners over at Muddy Shutter Media and we're excited to have you listening to our show. This is a podcast about creativity, inspiration, and passion in the creative community. This show is sponsored and supported by MSM and therefore, no ads, all talk. We hope you enjoy the content and don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow our Instagram page at Burning Creative Podcast. Jumping right in, let's introduce today's guest. All right, guys. So today we have Lee Harrison from Seek Outside. He handles the marketing over there. Lee, how's it going? Yeah, it's going well. How are you guys? Good, good. We're uh, really happy to have you on the show. Excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. It's This is an awesome, awesome little show you guys got going on. I'm super excited to see where see what kind of rabbit holes we can dive down today oh lots of rabbit holes <laughs> <laughs> i was just uh you know i was just on the podcast with sam Sohalt a couple hours ago and like we tried our hardest not to go down lots of rabbit holes you know because you just start talking about something it's oh, like yeah. you look over at the timestamp yeah. and you're like man we really don't have Need to expedite the time to go down those rabbit holes <laughs> but you know you want to but it's like uh, you just can't can't do that because then you'd be on the show for like four hours yeah Easily but, done. So for people that don't know you, why don't you just kind of give them a, a little summary and a little bio of yourself? Okay. Yeah. So I was born in Green River, Wyoming. And shortly after I was born there, my parents picked up and moved the family to uh, to Parachute, Colorado, where we stayed for like a year, maybe six months. Mm-hmm. Um, they just rented a little place down there. Um, my dad was still trying to do the rodeo thing, even though, you know, he had like a job and now two kids. So, um, he was still trying to travel and do rodeos. And then finally he kind of got out of the rodeo scene and then we picked up, moved to rifle, which is about like 30 minutes east of parachute Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's by the time I was two years old. So basically I was basically born and raised in rifle. Yeah. Just Sands born, <laughs> sands born in there. Um, but uh, yeah, so Rifle is a really cool place to grow up in. Lots of hunting and fishing opportunities, White River National Forest, basically mm-hmm. right out of the back door, you know, and one of the largest elk herds in uh, North America there, which is really cool. Can get into a lot of elk up there. But uh, yeah, pretty much spent my whole youth there, high school, everything. Um, then I picked up and moved to Grand Junction, Colorado, which is an hour west of Rifle. And that's where I went to college at Colorado Mesa University. Mm-hmm. I studied marketing, did four years there, got my bachelor's and business admin with a you know background in marketing. And yeah, I mean, I knew I wanted to do marketing in high school. I took a, like a, a marketing class yeah, and like, I thought it was really cool that yeah. we got to like create brands like we did like this like little project yeah. where we created a brand and then we basically brought the brand's products to market. Mm-hmm. Wow. I say with like air quotes. Using air air quotes. quotes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just thought it was really fun, really cool. And it piqued my interest. So then I got my bachelor's degree and uh, my senior year, I was working part time after an internship I did with a company, with a real estate company. Um, pretty big there worldwide with, we had our own, we had a residential commercial, which were two local, you know, branches mm-hmm. but under the same roof. Mm-hmm. And then we had a small, small little subsection of international, but I did, I, uh, 
kind of did marketing activities there for five offices at first. Hold on. <laughs> for those of you who can't it, see, Lee is counting on his hands. Right, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, how many offices were there? Uh, there was one in Idaho. So it ended up being like seven offices. Okay. Okay. Um, after Idaho. And then when I was there, back up. Five offices. <laughs> I then graduated, came on full time. And while I was on full time, I helped bring on another office in Colorado. And I mm-hmm. helped bring on an office where I live now in uh, Bozeman, Montana. I brought on the Bozeman branch there. Um, well assisted. I won't take all the credit for that, but, um, <laughs> you know, just assisted the, their agents, you know, with like marketing materials. So they could step up their game when, you know, trying to find new clients, reaching out to old clients, just checking in, you know, all that, all that good stuff. But I did not like it very much. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, it got to the point where I was just like waking up and like, Oh my God, I got to go back to that place with those people which there were a lot of good people, don't get me wrong, but there, there were those few people, you know, like a bad egg could like spoil the whole, that's right, the whole carton it's always type a deal, couple. you know, yep. Yep. yeah, you know, and they're just like all money. It was all money to them, no matter how they could get it, you know. So yep. that just didn't really, you know, that just didn't. That wasn't my thing, and so then I was like, all right, I gotta find a job doing what I love. And I needed to get in the outdoor industry really bad. And uh, I had always known of Seek Outside, but I honestly had no clue that they were in Grand Junction, Colorado. Mm-hmm. So I'm still living there at the time, right? Yeah. No clue that they were in Grand Junction, Colorado until like they posted something on Instagram. So I clicked on their profile and just read their bio for like two seconds and then noticed that their address at Grand Junction, Colorado. Yeah. And so I immediately like... Light went bulb. to their careers page. Yeah. I went to their careers page and was like, let's see if they have any job openings. They didn't have any job openings except for sewers. I don't know how to sew. So obviously <laughs> I, mean, I could have learned, but yeah, YouTube. Um, yeah. I could have YouTube. <laughs> do, do you now? Oh, heck no. I don't no. think they would let me touch those machines if I begged. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, they'd be like, no, that machine's a little too expensive for us to put you on to risk it. <laughs> we'll put you on this 30 year old, just little sewing machine. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, I emailed them and was like, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I've done. It's school wise. Right. Cause I don't have that much time in the industry or, you know, in the, in the private sector, but you know, and I was like, here's what I could do. Just let me know if you're looking for anything like that. And it just so happened to be that someone had left recently mm-hmm. um, who kind of did some of the Facebook stuff. And uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, come in for an interview. And I sat down and in like 15 minutes, Angie was like, yeah, what, do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll uh, take a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Angie is is uh, one of the owners, her and Kevin, they're married. Kevin and Angie Tim, they they own the place and they, they run a, a great shop over there. Kevin makes awesome products and Angie just makes the whole thing run so smooth. But um, yeah, so that's basically my entire history. I just, I was like five minutes, maybe more. I don't know. Yeah, uh, so that's, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sick. See you guys later. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But no, then, then I moved to Bozeman, Montana, just for 
just to be up here. My fiance got a job, which made it kind of easier. So that's kind of what pushed us over the edge. But and he just recently uh, moved, right? Yeah, I actually moved up here in uh, December. We moved up two days after Christmas. We oh, yeah, spent Christmas with our like families. Snowstorm too. Yeah, to like <laughs> right when we got into Montana, it was like dark out because something happened. Oh, my fiance got a flat right outside of Riverton, oh. Wyoming. So we spent like three Jeez. hours in the Walmart in Riverton, like trying to, uh, you know, trying to get the warranty on this, uh, on this <laughs> tire that we bought like three months ago. But yeah, we moved, we moved up pretty recently. And right when we got into Montana, it was just like total whiteout. Mm-hmm. Me and another U-Haul are like right next to each other. And I just like, I feel like we were kindred spirits for a second because we just <laughs> both started fishtailing at the same time. And uh, I was like, okay, I probably shouldn't be right next to him if we're both going to be doing this. So I, yeah, yeah. I, had to, I had to figure something out and pass him. But yeah, it was it was a fun time. But I love it here, man. And it's actually really sunny today. I was just going to say, I was like, really yeah, it looks super sunny over there. <laughs> you look, yeah, you it is. I've got like great this natural lighting. light. Yeah. Yeah, it's what I've learned from YouTube. It's, uh, you know. The like vlogging light, right? But uh, <laughs> see, this is this is my vlogging light right here. There you go, that lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Less than optimal lighting, yeah. but people yep. can't see it, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of curious. Like you are obviously, you're kind of the the very I wouldn't say few individuals, but at least in content creation, marketing, a lot of people kind of fall into it. But I think. You're kind of the few people that I've met that literally went to school for marketing and you're actually in the marketing, you know, in a business, have a job in a marketing role. So I'm kind of curious in terms of creativity, what was it like handling the marketing at the real estate company? And then how does that contrast now with something that you're very passionate about? Obviously, it's in the outdoor industry, you know, a brand that you want to be with. What was like the contrast between the two like? Yeah, I mean, it's very, very, very different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I basically had no freedom at the real estate place. Right. Um, you know, we had us, I had a uh, document that I had to follow, mm-hmm. Co- you know, colors, fonts, yep. approved photographers and videographers that I had to use. I couldn't use anyone else, no matter how good I thought they were or how, how, you know, how much less expensive they were um, compared to someone else. There was one little thing where they asked me to basically research these different 360 cameras mm-hmm. to then make like little dollhouse models oh, to like put the, online. The Matterport ones? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And that's, so that's what we ended up going with after my research. We went with the Matterport. So that was kind of cool. I got, I got to bring on that. And I also, there I also did which is like one of the, <laughs> one of the other times, right? So like maybe like two out of 160, I don't know. But I did get to kind of create the, the process as to which we advertise on Facebook and Instagram and social in general. So that was kind of cool. That was, it was a fun thing doing and like, you know, and actually making a document that says, you know, for every, anyone after me, this is how we do it. And I think they still use it. I don't know. They better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Worked hard on that. No, but, uh, but yeah, now with Seek Outside, it's like, hey, what do you think we should do? Who do you think we should use? 
what are your ideas? What uh, and then like let's get together with everyone else. What's everyone's ideas? We all don't have to agree, but we all have to get a specific goal done. So like let's all come together and be creative. And that's so it's like night and day, right? Because it's like total freedom with seek outside and almost none with. Yeah. Uh, I worked for Coldwell Banker. I try, I've been trying not to say the name, but I've been, I worked for Coldwell Banker. And uh, yeah, so, you know, there's zero. Well, it seems like you have every, you know, all the, with Seek, everything's different. Like every project is different. Everything is different. So there's different, you know, you have to have different creative spin yep. and, and input yeah. from everybody. So yeah, that's like another. A little bit more creative thinking. Yeah, that's and, another contrast. It's like. With real estate, it's like, okay, I'm going to ask this photographer to go out and get these shots. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to, in return, I'm going to get like two of the kitchen, two of the living room, yeah, two of each bedroom, or maybe not each bedroom if, you know, if people are still living there and some messy kids room, I might not get it, you know, but, um, but then with Seek Outside, it's like, okay, what do we want to get and how is that going to help us achieve this goal that we have set um, whether we're launching a new product, whether we've got a product that uh, has been on the market for a while. And mm-hmm. we're just like, man, why isn't this thing doing as well as we thought it would? Right. Well, maybe it's just because people don't like see it how we see it because we've used it. We've, we've tested it. We've, you know, we've had it set up in the shop a million times. So we get it right. Right. But maybe not everyone else gets it. So let's, uh, let's, let's do some things mm-hmm. to try to help other people get it because we really think that it would help people do their adventure, whatever it might be outside, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, it's usually what the goal is, you know, and then maybe there's a little bit of subsections of like internal goals that we're trying to get done as far as like creative and, right. uh, and, uh, marketing, but the overall goal is to help people achieve their goals mm-hmm. in their adventures outside. So what's the day to day like at seek outside for you? Well, I know you're, you're working remotely now in Bozeman, but like, what's the, you know, air quotes again, what's, what's Let's the day like ways. for you? And yeah. how is that actually kind of go into that? Like being in a marketing role, but a remote marketing role is, is interesting, especially because you're in-house, you know, like how does that affect the creative process with you and your team? And, you know, how has it changed since you moved out of the office in Colorado and now you're, you're working out of Montana? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I got, I got to, uh, speak to everyone a little bit more when I was mm-hmm. working at the shop. Right. But, um, yep. I mean, day-to-day role, like the day-to-day stuff I was doing at the shop was, you know, come in, I'm checking emails. It's all really similar to what I do here. Day-to-day stuff, you know, check emails. And then you got to follow up on ongoing projects. That's like the next thing. Ongoing projects first, kind of get those all tied up, whether it's, you know, just checking in with someone. Hey, where are you at with this? Oh, I'm editing these. Send them, have them to you next week. Okay, great. On to the next, right? Whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. But I think the the biggest like difference between being in, in-house or, you know, being in shop and now remote is that like me and Becca, the gal who uh, who has helped me with marketing now, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot more meetings, but that's just because we can't just look across the room and be like, hey, what do you think? Right, right. You know, you know mm-hmm. whatever. We had a TV in our office and we could, you know, cast stuff on, on the TV and be like, Hey, what do you think about this, this piece of creative? Mm-hmm. Is that font bad or should I change it? You know, you can't do that anymore. So now it's like screen sharing and like mm-hmm. getting on the phone for, 
you know, at least 15 minutes every day we try to do and just kind of like quick bang, bang, bang. What are we doing? What yep. do we got going on? Yep. If not, you know, if, if a project requires us to be on the, on the phone longer than so be it. But we have a lot more like structured meetings now yeah. than we used to because, I mean, we just don't, we just don't have the, you know, the in-person mm-hmm. um, kind of workflow that we used to have. Mm-hmm. Did I answer everything? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because for MSM, like we were completely remote as well, you know, so it's, um, yeah. but we do, I mean, Phil and I meet, you know, at least once a month in person at our office and we, you know, go through literally everything we have to go through or, you know, we'll, we'll meet with kind of like an all hands on deck meeting for MSM because that face to face is it's pretty important. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, you Absolutely. know, working remotely is is great. But then you kind of get siloed, especially like in a creative field, you know, like nothing kind of beats sitting there with like a pen and a paper and, and writing down ideas and crapping on other people's ideas. You know, it's all, it's all part of it. Yeah. Because sometimes you, you crapping can't, on other people's ideas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're yeah. talking about Phil. You're like, hey, Phil, that's a dumb that idea. Terrible. He's like, what, 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 um, where did they even think? Where, where did that even think? come yeah. from? <laughs> but again, you know, who even are you? Yeah. yeah. No, but it's, it's important, right? Because like you, sometimes you, you think to yourself that an idea is like, the best thing since sliced bread and then someone just comes in they're like dude like someone did that like three years ago and you know blah 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 and it, you kind of think and about it was it. awful yeah and it was awful <laughs> and it's like oh yeah well i'm glad you told me that you know yeah i i actually am like no yes please criticize me please tell me if like you think i'm wrong because yeah. sometimes i'll just get in like a, a rhythm and be like yeah i am so motoring on this project right now yep. and unless someone comes in and like grabs my emergency brake and pulls that thing yeah i like i might make a mistake mm-hmm. i'd like to think that i wouldn't but well you're so invested you're so excited you're just rolling mm-hmm. you know 100 miles an hour right and yep. that's why we have to meet in person because sometimes we can both go down the rabbit hole and not even, you know, we're so like tunnel vision, like this podcast. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, right. but Andy's also, we got to keep Andy kind of in track cause he'll get something to go. And I'm like, ho, 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 we've got to, al- we almost have to allocate time for each project. I'm like, okay, we have like 15 to 30 minutes for this to talk on. Focus yeah, on should, this. Yeah. You should see yeah. our uh, Asana platform, man. That thing is, is crazy. We looked into using a sound for Seek Outside. Oh, we, use, we use something called Basecamp. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've used Basecamp before. Yeah, it's pretty good. But Which, for people who lead a creative team who want to get their stuff in a sock, that's two great ways. Asana, mm-hmm. Basecamp. Basecamp. That's right. Plug. Called it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> yep. But it's um, it's important because you, you know, like you said, sometimes with creativity, you you have to have some of that structure to... You know, you, you just, like you said, with your meetings with Becca, like you, you have to have some structure so that you can get stuff done and push, push the project forward. Because I think with creativity, you can go down so many rabbit holes that if you don't, you know, if you don't put a, a stop yeah. to it and be like, Hey guys, like I would love to talk about this project day in, day out, but like, we got to get paid. We got to like, you know, get this project out the door and stop exploring so many different, you know, yeah. creative options yeah. here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens. Like all of that is for not, unless you Execute deliver the project, yep. send the project. Like, mm-hmm. like if we don't get stuff on the website or out to the email list or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like then it doesn't really matter because it doesn't touch anyone. 
Yep. You know, it, it, customers don't see it. They sure. don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So all the great ideas that we thought we had <laughs> might as we might have well have not even talked about them. Yeah. So does um, Kevin and Angie and, and Tim? Did they pretty much just give you and, and Becca kind of the the creative oversight for all the ads and all the the media that that comes through Seek Outside? Do you guys have like what's the process working with with them? Do you guys check in with them quarterly? You know, how do you guys define your goals to generate? you know, that creative strategy or that, that marketing strategy in house. Yeah. So we, so every year we all get together. So it's like Kevin, Angie, Nathan, Becca, and I, mm-hmm. we all get together and Nathan does our website stuff. Right. Um, and he, and he uh, does customer service as well. But anyways, we all get together and we're all like, all right, new year, new year, new you. you know? <laughs> but, um, it's like we usually do that like November, sometime in the fall. Yeah. Hopefully after everyone's done hunting. But uh, you know, we get together and we're like, all right, what are our objectives for this year? We know we've got these new products being developed. What timeline do we think we have for release? What do those releases look like? And honestly, even though I said I had like zero freedom over here working for real estate, <laughs> I think doing that some of that was beneficial because now we do, I do do some of those things like, okay, here are some fonts that I would suggest Mm -hmm. that are on brand for us. Mm -hmm. They're not like, you know, they don't look weird, you know, like, you know, cause (laughs) fonts, fonts can tell a story just as much as a photo can, you know, like, so like, here are some fonts that we would suggest if you want to go outside of it. Cool. Just don't be just, don't go, yeah. don't, don't go rogue. Yeah. Don't go rogue. Back to rogue. being rogue. Yeah. Back to being rogue. But, um, you know, here's our color scheme. Here's all those numbers in our GB and CMYK and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, here's the methodology we have behind print and process we have behind creating print materials. So that's some of the stuff that I started working on when I came on to Seek Outside. And I think that working for Cobalt Banker was beneficial mm-hmm. um, to be able Setting to make that. because brand guidelines. Yeah, because then it just, yeah. as long as it's not like super strict and hindering creativity, it can create quick workflows, fast processes. You know, you're not like, hmm, what font should I use now? You're kind of like, go look and like, oh yeah, that'll work. Yeah. But uh, our goals, like I said, that that overarching goal of you know, create gear to you know help people achieve their goals in the backcountry or in whatever adventure that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, That's our overarching goal. That kind of is an umbrella to everything else. Then we have you know, like, okay, this year we want to like sell more of these. That's the very micro, right? That's right. very micro goal. You know, how might we do that based on, you know, creative and marketing strategies. Mm-hmm. So then we just kind of go through and in my office, well, when I was working at the shop, not here, I need to buy a whole bunch cause I love whiteboards, but we had a bunch of whiteboards. <laughs> yeah. um, we had a bunch of whiteboards and we would, we were always writing things down on whiteboards. Yep. And yeah, so Becca and I, we would do it about every week. Mm-hmm. Angie and Kevin with the owners, we would do it about every other week, every mm-hmm. month, or you know maybe twice a month, just kind of depending on what was going on, right. what time right. of year it was. You know, so we'd get together and be like, 
okay, this is a goal. Here's how we should achieve that. And it really wasn't until I've reached out to some other people in the industry when I was like, when Angie and Kevin were like, hey, kind of take control of this content, this content marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. And we want, we just want you to kind of run with it. Yeah. Come to us for, you know, like if you need to okay a, a purchase or something, but like other than that, like we, we kind of, we trust you to make decisions. So, so just kind of taking around with it. So then I was like kind of in charge of like, okay, like what do I do now as content manager, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Digital content or whatever, whatever that stuff is. So like talking about creative photo, video design. So I actually had to go out and, and kind of seek some wisdom, right. From, from right. people. And so then I was like, you know, talking to some people and okay, goals, you know, got to define goals behind every piece of content that yep. you got to put out and it's yep. got to help you. Every piece of content has to help you achieve that goal. And I think it's important to kind of look at it like, cause it, it sounds weird, right? It sounds like very like pushing agenda. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, in college, you know, I was taking a marketing class and they're like, oh yeah, you know, people talk about marketers and foul ways oftentimes. Right. Right. But how I was kind of, I don't know, taught, but the kind of philosophy I take behind all these goals and things, it's like, I have like two main purposes in my role and I have three, I got (laughs) to make the company money. Mm Mm-hmm. Because in turn, I have to keep those people out there on the shop floor yep. making keep the product employed. Yeah, absolutely. They have to stay employed. And that is part of my charge, you know, to keep them employed, to make the company money, to keep us in the black. Because that's also like, that's just good business, right? Yep. yep. But then also I have a duty to the customer to be truthful Yep. You know, not lying about products and, oh, hell yeah, this tent's going to cure cancer. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, you know, and put people in stuff that they are, that is going to help them achieve that goal. You know, that overarching goal of achieving their goals and their adventures. Right. Right. So I think when you're, when you're looking at all those little micro goals and the macro goal for the company. Yep also think about those internal goals of make the company money, keep those people employed and do good by the, and you know, do right by the customer and get them in stuff. That's, you know, get them products and services. That's going to help them better their lives in whichever way that product or service does. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of what goes behind every little piece of content. We go out, we think about it. Like, is this piece of content, re- does it really matter as to these goals? Because mm-hmm. if it doesn't, let's not not put it out. Let's right. hold on to it because it might work for something else. Right. I you mean, that's, that's really important that you said that because I think, and we've come up on this a, a lot recently, and, and Phil, Phil knows this because we were just reviewing a portfolio of a, of a, you know, a content creator. And a lot of content creators, quote unquote, like, you know, air quotes again, send us content, right? And content is such a vague, broad term. It's like, 
Yeah, we could go down a whole rabbit hole yeah. about, about yeah, what content it's is. It's like, oh, I'm a content creator. I'm a content creator. It's like, well, what the heck? Like, what kind of content? Oh, like uh, hunting and fishing content. It's like, okay, great. But like, you have to define. You have to define what you're truly sending to these brands and not just, hey, these are some pictures I took and like hire me or, or, or whatever. It's like, well, what can that one piece of content do for this brand? And I think a lot of a lot of people out there that are generating this content, man, uh, that the words like almost like being overused. It's like content, 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 content. I wish content, we had content, like content. a counter. Yeah, for every like, time one click, of us click, said content. Click, yeah. Click, click. I mean, yeah. I have the clicker on the side just yeah, doing it go. the entire and time. Then we'll go back at the end of the episode and be like, okay, how many times did we say content? Well, it, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because Phil and I, we never use the word, or I wouldn't say never, like we seldomly use the word content when we pitch or when we talk to brands because it's like content is just something that exists in that space. But when you, when it has a, a specific purpose for a brand, it then becomes an asset, you know? Yeah. It becomes yeah I an think asset. asset. Asset is a good word. Right. It becomes an asset that then gives that brand a return on their investment, whether it's through mm-hmm. earned, earned, you know, earned or Hey, you know, whatever it is, followers, whatever, it has to have a very specific use for that brand. And I think a lot of content creators out there think that they just push the content to a brand and suddenly it's like, boom, I got in and like, I'm going to be creating content left and right. And it's like, well, what are you truly trying to do for the brand? And is it really on brand? You know, is what you're generating, is it, is the brand the right fit for you or your style? So yeah, we can go down a whole nother rabbit hole, but uh, you know, I, and that kind of segments into my question for you on the brand side is what are you seeing from people reaching out to you or, you know, people that want to be influencers, people that want to be ambassadors for Seek Outside, or, or they're reaching out to you to, to generate stuff for you to use in marketing. You know, what, what are you seeing so far? Yeah, I mean, I get tons and tons of media kits, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes not. I could just get people who email me and like, here's a link to my site. Yeah. You'll find my portfolio on there. And let me know if you want to take some stock photography. Yeah. Which, if I was to give any sort of advice, I'd be like, never <laughs> offer <Yeah>. stock photography. <laughs> I don't care about stock photography, man. Like, I just don't care yeah. about stock photography. And maybe I'm wrong for that. Maybe I am wrong in thinking that way, but it's just like, don't ever tell me you're just going to take product photos and stock photography, man. I don't care yeah. about that. I care about one, like lifestyle. Cause that's what's right. on brand is the lifestyle. Right. There is a seek outside lifestyle. There is, there is mm-hmm. a, absolutely. there is a lifestyle for everything. There is a, like, you know, there is a Wrangler jeans lifestyle. Yep. There is a Levi jeans lifestyle and they're different. Two same products pretty much, yep. right? Yep. Denim jeans, two different lifestyles. And so that's like lifestyle photography and videography and asset creation. We'll go back to that word asset creation because yeah. it is an <laughs> asset. I also, I also say creative. If I ever say creative, I'm talking about photo, video, blog. Yep. Hey, yep. quit with the ticker over there. Man. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> keeping count. One of them is content. Yeah. You reached your quota for the day. Yeah. Can't say that anymore. Yeah. Maybe we should just bleep out content. Yeah. It should be a four letter word. That would be an entertaining podcast. You just, all you hear is beeps. There'd be so many bleeps, man. Okay. Back to the topic. Right. Um, yeah, lifestyle content, because that's when, when I going back to what I was saying earlier about like maybe this product isn't selling because we haven't shown it 
in a way that these people can relate with and, and what it's actually for and what it actually does. Maybe we've just done a really bad job at having assets created mm-hmm. that show it in the right light and, and what it's actually for. Maybe a picture of this tent just set up on a ridge doesn't really, no one's really tickled by that, right? right? But a video that gets put up on Instagram of this tent on a ridge just getting blasted by 60 mile per hour winds and still staying put and mm-hmm. everyone underneath is dry and safe. That'll resonate. Yeah, that'll re- that's that's an asset compared to content. Right. 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 Absolutely. I think I think that's for seek outside. That's what that kind of difference is. Right. So then I get a lot of these media kits and emails saying, I'll, you know, create these, create this content for you, create these assets, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll do a great job. And, you know, I kind of I kind of live the brand and maybe a person lives the brand. Maybe they do. Mm hmm but they can't necessarily show it through content and creative. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. You know, like not everyone can. Yeah. I can't fly a plane. (laughs) Don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to send Delta a, uh, and you know, a resume, (laughs) but, um, you you can fly the, if you uh, want to, but if I want to freaking fly a plane, there are places that will help me learn how to fly a plane. Then I have resources to learn how to fly a plane. Right. So I think this is like one, this podcast would be a great resource. If you ever want to learn how to be a photographer, videographer, uh, whatever, you know, create assets for, for brands and companies and maybe even mm-hmm. for yourself. Hell, maybe you want to or work at Colwell bank. <laughs> yeah. Or work at Colwell banker. <laughs> Sell real estate. Yeah. Do the, do the marketing. Yeah, this no. uh, this podcast is sponsored by Coldwell Banker. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> they might send me. They might send me like a little letter, being like Lee. Yeah, Lee, Lee really no more. Desist. Yeah, hey, I might get a cease and desist. <laughs> oh man, please no. stop talking about our brand guidelines. <laughs> I, I will say that I will say that my bosses over there were two really cool gals who uh, yeah. who helped who helped me learn. So. I, I will say that they gave you the foundation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I just, a lot of, you know, media kits that just show content more than assets. And yeah. I think that it's important that we define those two terms content and asset. Mm-hmm. Like you said, asset creates some sort of ROI, right? Right. Right. And don't get me down that rabbit hole either. ROI return on investment, <laughs> yeah. because that yeah. will, We'll be here for hours. Yep. How do you determine what ROI is for an for a digital assets. asset that's going to be only used for social media? Yeah, and that's, there is a that's process. Hard. There, yeah, but but that's the thing is there it, there is a I wouldn't say a hard line process, but you know I mean we no. yeah. you know we we've tried, but it's it's so it's so like hypothetical, right? Because you could you could sit there all Absolutely. day and say, hey, you know, this piece of this image or this asset will will then get pushed onto, let's say, for example, Instagram, and we're going to spend 500, 500 bucks pushing this ad out, you know, into the state, and then from that reach, you know, you can kind of calculate how many people are actually going to click on it, blah blah blah, and then all the way down to a measurable sales, 
right? So then I guess you can hypothetically right. It's all it's all based on averages because you'd be like, oh, on average, right. it's all, all our averages. followers click on the link in our bio this many times, right. and yes, yeah, so, so there's a lot of there's a lot of data crunching, which I did a lot of in college, and I still mm-hmm. do. I still I still crunch numbers. I still look at spreadsheets a lot. Yeah, I still get on Google Analytics and and average things out. But yep. sometimes by hand, even though you can do it with the app or whatever, you know, just because it's like yeah. it, it goes back to that pen and paper thing, man. That's right. Just yeah, writing it, stuff it, down it, on pen it, and yeah, paper just feels does. good for some reason. But, um, well, you need to, you need to get a, uh, that wide erase paint and put it on your wall. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just get one of these, a little moleskin. Yeah, I've got know? one. I've got I one. All my notes in here. I got one I have all my notes full. <laughs> so speaking of like, um, Phil talked about foundation, right? What is, what would you say is a good marketing foundation? Because I think if you ask like a photographer, oh, what's a good foundation for photography? You know, you'll get the whole, oh, rule of thirds, composition, lighting. Like what is the foundation for a good marketer? Do you want me to answer this for people who are trying to become a member of a marketing team or for people who are looking to create assets for a marketing team or both? Let's, let's do both. Yeah, let's do both. So if you're looking to, be, to become a member of a marketing team, you should really look at, and I might butcher this because it's been a while. It's been like, <laughs> take out your textbook. Take out yeah, your textbook. I have them here somewhere in boxes. I used to have them all on my shelves when I was at the shop, but I had to package them up. It's like the four P's price, place, promotion, and personality. No, that's not it. Um, price, place, promotion. God, why can't I think of the other one? They'll come to fail. You fail. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come. I really need to take uh, please, marketing, please turn, turn marketing principles yeah. over more time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, product, funny story actually. Product. product. That's it. Did you look it up? I might have looked it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got Price, a couple plays, promotion, product. I'm quick. Google. Get it. Basically, Google just like. Books here that we can look at. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I actually read a book called The Marketing Blueprint by some French oh, guy. Actually, yes. I I read that too. Pretty good. Yeah, it's a good book. If anyone, yeah. There's another plug. How many yeah. plugs have I done so actually, far? You're, you're, you're two or you know, three. I'm keeping totally count of the three. content and the plugs. Yeah. <laughs> two counters. Double yeah. fist and counters. That's, that's right. But no, so I would say like, that's a pretty good foundation. What are you going to sell? Where are you going to sell it? How are you going to sell it? That's the promotion, right? Mm-hmm. And what are you going to sell it at? You know, we do that at Seek Outside. You know, we are, we do our manufacturing process very differently. Everything gets touched by human hands at least once, at least once before it, you know, gets shipped out to someone. You know, if not, it's only touched by human hands. That's the only way it's created. What about dog hands? Any dog hands? Any cat hands? Yeah, actually, dogs walk on tents all the time at the shop. There's a lot of dogs running around, and they'll just like walk on a tent. Dog approved. Yeah, dog approved. Yeah, dog approved. <laughs> you know, you know, it's a good tent when like the dog tries to dig at the tent, and like their claws rip. like don't rip it. Yeah, yeah. Automatically becomes a seconds. So we have to discount it, but um, <laughs> yeah, which hey, it didn't rip, so I guess that's good. But yeah, I mean, what are you gonna sell? How are you gonna sell it? Where are you gonna sell it? And what are you gonna sell it at? Uh, that's that's a good place to start for marketing, and then definitely learn market segmentation. Mm-hmm. Just learn the basics of how to look at a overall set of consumers, 
mm-hmm. and how to start breaking them down to one, save money on advertising. Yep. It, I mean, if, if you've ever done any sort of Facebook advertising, if you just do it to the entire US, yeah, yeah, you're going to spend a lot of money audience. for yep. very little return, right? <laughs> but then once you start breaking it down between, you know, age, gender, what you can't do. Yeah, I mean, real estate marketing, I had to be real careful, age, gender, and I mean, obviously yeah. race, but I don't know right. why you break anything down by race anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But like, there are some laws behind that. So just oh, yeah. be aware. Oh, yeah. So like age, gender, and then you start to go into like psychographics and stuff like that. So like, what do they like yep. to do? How much do they make a year? What kind yep. of freaking car do they drive? Are they thinking about moving? That was a big one in real estate marketing. Like yep. there was a legitimate thing on Facebook that you could select that says likely to move Yeah, because either they're renting mm-hmm. or, you know, they've been looking at listings on Zillow for the past month, Yep, you know, and all that stuff is tracked, which might sound scary at first. I definitely thought it was, I was like, man, this is going to be some Terminator type crap where all the <laughs> machines in a few years are going to rise up because they know everything about us. They know where to find us at what time. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, it's good as far as convenience. Right. Right. You know, if you don't want that, just turn your cookies off. Yep. You might not be able to go to some sites, but. Or like all the sites. <laughs> or all yeah, the- <laughs> now, yeah, pretty much now all the sites can't go to seek outside because we use cookies. Yeah. And that just helps us like put products that will help you better in your hands. It goes back. It goes back to that same goal, right? Everything goes back to the same goal. Yep. Do right by the customer. So that would be, that'd be the next place. Learn market segmentation, learn how to break things down. And it's not going to be the, there's not going to be a right answer. Right. X plus Y will not always equal Z, you know, mm-hmm. but that's a good place to start if right. you're looking to be a part of a marketing team. Cause then you could get, be a part of a lot of different conversations. And I think that's the big thing is like when you sit down in a meeting how many conversations can you be a part of? Right. That's kind of like how, and contribute to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just be like, oh, part of yes, I agree. That's being a part of a conversation, but you're not very, you're not contributing a whole lot. Right. But then as, as far as being a creator for a marketing team and knowing a little bit of marketing, knowing the product would be a really good start. You know, right. I would almost urge every creator to be an expert in the products before they even start filming or photographing them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and if you can't, and if you don't have time to be an expert, if they send you some product or whatever, and they're like, Hey, we need it in a week. Yeah. Caffeine, man. Eat, Stay sleep, up and, eat sleep and yeah. breathe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just drink a lot of coffee and <laughs> just stay up online looking at videos. Cause I'm sure or maybe you're the one who's supposed to make those videos. Yeah. Now you need to be on the phone with people asking them how to how it works. You know. So yeah. or you sub, or you create a uh, large research packet on the brand yeah, itself. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> look at that yeah, on the no. brand itself. Yeah. Yeah. On the brand and itself. That, yeah. Learn the lifestyle. <laughs> like like here, I have a note that says, "Do not work with Lee Harrison. He's a terrible human being. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible human being. Yeah. Don't work with that guy. But yeah, that would, I mean." if you're going to create content or assets for someone, you need to know the product and you need to know the lifestyle mm-hmm. and kind of like the feel of it. Right. So brands have brands all have a different feel. Right. You look at their Instagram or whatever, yep. if they've got their content creation kind of figured out, if they've got their content marketing strategies kind of figured out their Instagram or their website are going to have very specific feels and oh, they absolutely. might change yep. season to season. Yep. 
So do research, look them up, you know, if you can sign up for their newsletter, mm-hmm. you know, yep. start receiving emails from them to figure out how they, how they work, how they, you know, what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Who's their audience. You can kind of, you can kind of tell when those emails come out and what they're going after seasonal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But then, I think that's so important too, in terms of like being, being in tune with a company's brand, you know, not just like, oh, I know, you know, I know your products or like, oh, I know, you know, this jacket's really good and I use it. It's like, well, yeah. you need to know the brand. Literally, yeah, but what do you like, know about my brand? Right. What do you, what do you know actually, about my Correct. Like, what's the core? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, are, what's the brand message? What's, what's the ethos? You know, what are we truly trying to achieve? What's like the brand mission? And a lot of people can't answer that. You know, a lot of people yeah. can't. And, um, yeah. well, well, some, uh, on the other case, um, you know, some companies still struggle to answer that. Correct. Oh, yeah, you know? true. I mean, yeah, uh, companies yeah. will spend a lot of money figuring pay out a lot the of brand. people yeah. to try to figure it out for them, too. Yeah. Yeah. If you're building a company yourself right now and you're listening to this and you're like, you know, you've got a, you've got a product. And you kind of know where you're going to sell it. Maybe the next step why? after you price it, you know, yeah, why? And because uh, that will lead you into promotion. Yep. How do you promote yourself? We promote ourselves based on the based on our ethos that we love to protect wild places mm-hmm. and wildlife and its habitat. You know, and that's a great place to start selling your product at or your service or whatever you're doing. You know, right? And it's interesting because. I know you guys at Seek Outside have worked really hard to kind of nail those down for the brand. But on our side, it makes it so much easier to work with brands such as yourself because you guys know yourself. You know, you guys know yourself. You guys know what you want. You know what the expectation is. You know, I mean, even down to, I'm kind of looking at our packet here. It's like even down to your, you know, your customer mission and your product mission, you know, it's like, we have it's, it's very mean, well thought out and it, it makes it so much easier to say, hey, you know, if we are doing this project or, or, you know, a project for someone, you can look that up and be like, OK, is this piece of content click? Right. <laughs> Just another is, is this piece of content or, or is this asset that we're generating for this brand? Is this what they're what's you know what they're expecting? You look at their mission, their ethos. OK, yep. Boom. You know, instead of like right. going back and forth and everyone's like, ah, this doesn't really quite work for us. And so it just makes the creativity process so much easier when brands know what they want. They know who they are and they know what's going to work and what's not. Yep. But, but yeah. Agreed. So did, um, do you guys constantly review that? Is that something that you guys talk about all the time or is it like set and forget? No, we talk about it often. Yeah. I mean, especially when we're, we're, we're doing new projects, you know, we go back and we're like, okay, well, does it really match? Is it really on brand? Right. Mm-hmm. You'll hear that a lot on the yep. term on brand. On brand. Um, Click another, another counter. Yeah. That's so another, like, yeah that's three counters counter. now. <laughs> Plugs, content, and on brand. Yeah. Um, Click, Click. Yeah. I mean, we revisit it a lot. I mean, not necessarily to like edit the statements, mm-hmm. but just to make sure that we're, that we're following them, right? Right. I think some of those, like if you go to our main website, you'll see like five different mission statements, right? Mm-hmm. And we've heard a lot of times that that's like, oh, don't do that. Just do one mission statement. Right. Boom, have it done. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that's not really how it always goes. Like I, like we were talking about, like I have, I have a duty to the company. I have a duty to the employees. Sure. And as Seek Outside, we have a mission for the employees. We have a mission for yep. the customers. <laughs> and we awesome. have a mission we have a mission for making products. You know, because there's a different 
it all comes from the same place, but to see each one individually and see the ethics behind each individual step that company has in just being a company, mm-hmm. I think is very, very transparent. Oh, absolutely. And I like that. Yep. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's a tough thing. You know, I mean, even heck, even MSM, we kind of, uh, I wouldn't say we're struggling, but we're changing it. You know, we're, we're changing our, our brand, our Evolve. brand mission and we're, we're changing Evolving our, good- heck, even, you know, our team, like, at first it was just me and Phil, but now we have more people coming on board. And it's like we like you said, you know, you kinda you kinda have to think about it all the time because you know, businesses and brands change. It's like, well, crap, you know, now that we have a bigger team, what is our mission for our, our employees? Or like, you know, how you know, now, now that we're taking on bigger projects, what's the mission there? Because now that's told I wouldn't say it's totally different, but you know, it's kind of something that always kind of morphs. And it's kind of cool to see brands go through that too, you know, especially like large brands, like corporate brands and how much like effort and time it takes for them to just push out like a new logo or something and all the thought that goes into it. It's pretty, pretty crazy. And so that's, you know, that's kind of why I'm I'm curious as to how often Seek Outside has a conversation about it. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to sum it up, we might have a conversation about once every other week. Mm-hmm. When we're doing a project, you know, mm-hmm. just be like, ask ourselves to go back to that topic about having someone kind of call you out on your idea. Right. Sometimes like, hey, does that necessarily on brand? <laughs> if not, let's get away from it. Yeah. <laughs> so on brand. Um, click it. Click it. Click it. Hit the click. We'll, we'll click. just say <laughs> click it moving forward. Yeah. So Lee, on the when you were creating the videos, are you still doing the videos? Where did that stem from? And are you going to continue those? Of like videos the for Seek Outside with like product yes. videos and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, yeah, I'll continue them. I actually just got a whole bunch of camera equipment from B&H. Nice. It's like second best <laughs> dates other than Christmas, like as far as like receiving things, Scott. Yes. <laughs> like those times when the B&H boxes come in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bunch of camera equipment up, up here now. So being up here in Bozeman, I'll be able to create some stuff. When we go down to Grand Junction every now and then, I'll go in and, and uh, maybe shoot some video of Kevin. I haven't been in front of the camera for a while, not necessarily on purpose or anything, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just how it's been how it's been going with the move and everything. So, yeah, I'll be making some more videos here soon. That kind of all started because I owned a video camera. It's like, hey, Lee, you own a video camera, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> which they did too. They, they had a DSLR. But Kevin was just like, hey, I just kind of want you to start taking over the video stuff. I don't necessarily want to be making all the videos all the time. So how about you take a stab at it? Took a few stabs at it. A couple of the first ones went awfully, um, especially <laughs> because like I was also doing some stock photography, like on white background and stuff like that. You know, it went real bad at the very beginning, man. <laughs> I had to go to the school of YouTube for a few months before I could get a base underneath me to, you know, build upon. Yeah. And I'm still learning, you know, every, probably every day I learned something new, right? I I try to, I still watch YouTube videos. I subscribe to a whole bunch of different people, talk to people like, like both of you. 
ask him questions. I'm sure I've asked Andy just a <laughs> handful of questions, especially when we were in Vegas. I was probably like, Hey man, so what do you, have you ever heard of, what do you think about this? And he's probably like, dude, I'm here for like work. I've got meetings. And so he was probably kind of annoyed, but, um, no, dude, that was not you're annoying. asking, you're dude. asking the right guy. He's, he's always willing, yeah. willing to help, but no, I'm always learning and uh, it's fun. And yeah, I can't wait. I uh, can't wait to make some more videos, man. I love doing. Yeah, it. I, I love watching them, man. It's good to see the that the background of it, the store, how everything works. You jumping in the tents set up inside, you know, whole nine yards. So. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun <laughs> until like you screw up a line for like fifteen times in a row. <laughs> You're like, I was, cut, I was cut. there till like midnight one night, and I started I started recording videos. I did I had two videos, right? five minute videos mm-hmm. that I had to record between the setup, the shoot and me screwing up this line so many times and the breakdown, I was there till like midnight. I was there till Oof. 11 o'clock. My fiance had to bring me pizza. I was like, just go get me a pizza because I'm really she's hungry. An angel. Yeah, she is, man. She's, she's a trooper because I was getting hangry. Oh, that's and, rushing through your, your yeah, yeah, lines, was, not working uh, right. Yeah. And I was like, why can I not, why do I keep fumbling over these, the same few words over and over again? So some of those videos are at like 11 at night and I'm sleep deprived, Good lack of caffeine <laughs> Yeah, behind the well, scenes. I, yeah. We'll put it this way. I enjoy them. So yeah, no, keep, I enjoy keep them too. Right? Even, even at 11 o'clock at night, it's fun to do. And it just keeps pushing me to be creative, you know, which I don't do a whole lot of in those, in those product videos just because I want the focus to be on the product. Right. Mm-hmm. But this year, I think we're going to kind of come up, come out with some uh, creative, more creative stuff, more, more creative than you've seen from Seek Outside, right? In yeah. the past. So right. awesome. it should be fun. It should be a lot of good, a lot of good times to be had on YouTube. Cool. If you good. like Seek Outside gear. Oh, we love Seek Outside gear. Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we don't want to take up too much of your time, buddy, but I think, uh, you know, this was, this was a great conversation about just a side that people don't really get to hear about too much is the brands that are behind or the people behind the brands that generate, you know, the work and the the assets that get pushed out to consumers. I think that's kind of the, almost like the basis to this whole podcast is trying to not unveil or whatever, but like pull back the curtain and uh, show people like, hey, you know, it takes a lot of work on a lot of people's account to get even one image out onto social or a little 30 second clip. You know, it takes a lot of effort to strategically and creatively create things that are on brand and that are, like you said, targeted for certain segments instead of just like casting a wide, a wide net and like, Hey, whatever this asset does for us, it does for us. Right. Yeah. 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 And when you're starting, like you could do that, right? Like, visually appealing assets might be the the thing you get go it out after. there get it going yeah. yeah but but as you start to evolve it's definitely like a you've you've got to start segmenting you've mm-hmm. got to start looking at goals both the macro and the micro yep you've just got to start doing that or else yep. you know run around in circles until eventually you have to close your doors yeah so if you could give like a parting piece of advice to to younger you or or someone that is looking to get hired at a brand for, for marketing, what would you tell them? Learn a lot. <laughs> like don't, cause even though I graduated, I did not stop learning stuff yeah. about both 
because what they taught me in school about marketing was not necessarily what I know now Mm -hmm. about creativity and creating assets for marketing goals, stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, just keep learning YouTube. Great. Freaking. Yeah, like, I was going to say, watch a lot of YouTube. Just be on YouTube all the time. I'm like sitting there with my fiance watching YouTube and she's like, hey, well, you want you want to like hang out, watch this show with me? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. And I'm also watching I'm this also dude. Watching two things. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. Yeah. YouTube, um, Netflix, and chill. Yeah. YouTube, Netflix, and chill. <laughs> Mostly YouTube. But yeah, like learn a lot. Just if you're ever curious, just look it up. Yeah. And even if it's like not necessarily the right term, I'm sure someone before you has typed in that those exact same keywords, type that in, whatever you think, whatever you're thinking about. And uh, I'm sure something will pop up. If not, maybe on page two. Whoever goes to page two anymore, by the way? Uh, no even one. on Google. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've never been to page two on a Google or YouTube That's search. A good That's tired. a good point. That's like asking for trouble, yeah. you know, when you're just like, you're just yeah. asking for you're digging too deep. <laughs> you're digging too deep if you're going yeah. to page two. What are you doing on page two? Man? Get off page two. Um, but yeah, just keep learning a lot. Don't stop. Don't stop learning because that's like your creativity will die for one. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just like, oh, I know as much as I need to know and I'm going to stop there. Yep. Creativity is going to stop flowing. You're not, you're not doing yourself or, or your job justice. Like right. say if I stop, if I stop learning at some point, I'm going to stop being, I'm going to stop being an asset to seek outside. Right. Right. And they will have to let me go and mm-hmm. as they should. Right. Yep. And just like, if you're a photographer, either whether you're working for an agency like MSM or whether you're working for yourself, the moment you stop learning, the moment you stop trying to do new things, um, the moment you stop trying to add products and services, foreign or not, is the moment you have to be let go or close your doors. Yeah, and absolutely. like I said, as very, you should. Very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so hey, just man. always learn. That's awesome. Well, thanks again so much, Lee, for taking some time out of your day to chat with us and give us a, a fresh perspective on um, content creation <laughs> and being on brand <laughs> and, and just, you know, click. from the brand side. Yeah, click. <laughs> so thanks a lot. And, you know, we appreciate you. And for you guys that, that are listening that have not heard of Seek Outside or are looking for some cool, you know, backcountry products, here's another plug. <laughs> you know, plug, go check out go check, go, yeah, go check out their their products. They're they're pretty awesome. But um but yeah, thanks again, Lee. Yeah, no problem. Happy Enjoy to be it. here, man. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. All right, later. Thanks again for joining on today's episode of the Burning Creative Podcast. Don't forget to show us some love by sharing, subscribing, and following along on our website, theburningcreative.com. Until next time, keep the fire burning.